refresh your soul 24 hours a day. This is Kingfisher FM. If you've joined us, uh, we're talking to Brenda and Rory Spence from Gap Church here in the Bay, talking about um, a very traumatic experience for them that happened recently with COVID-19, and uh, they were on holiday in Mozambique, and uh, Brenda became very, very ill, and initially they were not aware that she had COVID, but there was... Uh, a few moments touch and go. They uh, join us on the line recounting their story. Brenda, Rory, hi. Hi, Ethan. Maybe you can uh, just share with us a little bit, uh, Rory, from your side. Um, and we were just talking about this briefly off air. It's a, uh, what, what sort of emotions were going through your mind? And, um, you know, how were you there during this whole ordeal? Ethan, when it dawned upon us that Brenda had COVID, uh, obviously us in Mozambique and family in South Africa and in Hong Kong, suddenly we we realized that Brenda may not make it. And so we, we were under huge pressure and strain. Uh, it was emotional and particularly poignant was an incident that occurred when we bid her farewell from Villain Kulis when she first got an ambulance and we were told by the doctor you need to get there soon you need to get there chop chop and so suddenly the panic was on as it were but I remember and we all do when we were praying with her at a hospital bed just before getting into the ambulance we were all obviously in tears when Brems in an attempt to sort of gird up her loins and probably encourage us sang out the line from that lovely chorus, The Goodness of God. Mm. Uh, she sang the line, With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Now, it wasn't in any great tune. <laughs> <laughs> I, wouldn't have put the, I wouldn't have put it up for an audition, but it cracked all of us up. And that little story, that little incident, we would remember uh, a lot and recount a lot in the days going forward as uh, each day as a family we were praying and obviously many many others were praying which i know was and we want to thank everyone because great encouragement for us as a family just to know that the wider body of christ not only in pew but across the globe we're really just praying and supporting and sending messages and giving us great courage and particularly brenda great courage so mm-hmm. yes we went through an emotional difficult time when we were praying and thinking God heal her but we were also aware of God's sovereign will that sometimes the answer is now I'm going to take her to be with me in glory but we didn't want to contemplate that side yet we just mm. thought no Lord please please for us would you heal her and bring her back to us the daughters were cracking up my son also was battling and I think all of us were just bearing the feeling the load and the pressure which must happen with every family that's gone through this. I mean, it just enables us to understand and empathize deeply with other families that have gone through this. And maybe the result for them hasn't necessarily been one of the healing in this life. You know, they might have been taken into glory. So it's a, it does make you aware of, of the dangers of contact in COVID. Hmm. But let me, let me give you back to Brands, Ethan. Um, Ethan, you as Rory speaking, I just think it's really, for me, one of the lessons has been just how much you do need to support people who are, who are ill and the families of people with COVID. It's a very scary thing to get. I think even if you're isolating at home, you have the knowledge that this could turn very ugly very quickly. 
and that just the fact of being able to process it and talk it through with people and pray with people and discuss some of your own emotions both um, your spiritual journey there are deep faith questions that one asks oneself when you're in these moments um, and yeah. it can be so helpful to talk that through with people that you don't get um, kind of trapped with unanswered questions yeah I think you're sitting there as well with the fear um, of is this going to get worse? Is this going to take my life? Mm. Is this going to take a life of a loved one? Yeah. So yeah. that's that's it's, a trauma on its own, I would imagine. Yeah, very much. It's 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 often in these dark times, though, that um, we ask these very important questions, which we need to wrestle with God through at times. I I, I remember even when I was in the ICU, which I was in ICU for ten days in Joburg before I even got into the ward once I got to Joburg and just saying to God at times I if I fall asleep now and I wake up in heaven that that will be okay but I also don't know if I'm ready and having conversations with God about you know I've my my kids need me and I've got more to do here but I trust you but give me strength Mm. to be able to go through it it's it was very dark but I have to say quite deeply spiritual for me at Mm. times with just feeling an incredibly closeness of God's presence Um, Mm. yeah amazingly so at times and um, I'm also uh, aware that during that time I mean you know they brought you from um, Mozambique to South Africa and you were recovering I don't know if I'm jumping ahead yeah Um, yeah but there was also time that you used um, during your recovery to minister to others. Yeah, yeah. I was so, I really believe God opened doors miraculously because they eventually carried back me by plane after two days in Mozambique and uh, in Maputo. And I managed to get a bed in Joburg at the absolute height of their, of their um, surge. And I managed to get into the hospital, straight in an ICU bed, and um, and a fantastic doctor got it open the door was very much for me there. And when I was out of ICU, I moved into a ward and I met a lovely lady who came into that same ward that day. And she had COVID. Her husband had COVID. He was in a different hospital. She was a little older than me. And they had lost their son to COVID about 10 days earlier. And so, you know, as I suddenly realized my position seemed precarious, but my goodness, this lady was going through something darker than most of us would be able to cope with. And we had, we've still got just the most wonderful friendship. We shared every day. I shared, um, oh, I get emotional sometimes, but Mm. I shared uh, the love of God with her. And she and her husband are, and both well now, they're both at home Amen. in Joburg, both attending church regularly, talking about becoming baptized, which they were not doing beforehand. Their son had passed away, was mm. a believer, and it often really challenged them to taking church more seriously in their lives. Anyway, it was wonderful. We both kept saying, 
she kept saying to her family, I think God gave this lady COVID in Mozambique to bring her to back to South Africa on the very day to be with me for five or six days that I would actually come to know the love of God in a very real way. Sure. We'll never understand on this earth, will we? But, uh, you know, for his kingdom and for his glory, despite the circumstances. Yeah. No, it was a wonderful opportunity. And there are so many opportunities like that in hospital. People become very aware, again, of the real-life questions and issues when you're faced with um, people dying, you know, and the chance that you could be yourself. So you ask these questions. So it's an amazing opportunity to share of the the peace and the love and the eternity that God promises us when we you know when we trust in him on that note I mean I'm sure there are many people out there who who might be traumatized whether it's their loved ones that have passed away or whether um, they were the ones that um, were on the brink Um, what would you um, encourage them to do. I mean, I'm sure that uh, you know the church. There must be people available for them to talk to and to process this with. I don't know if there are any facilities at Gap or, or, or people available in there. You know, if you want to direct them to their local church, or, or what would your yeah. recommendation be? Yeah, Ethan, um, I have realized just with our own family and with myself how incredibly important it is to be able to uh, share and talk about some of the questions and issues that you might have. I, I would really encourage people to make sure that they are processing through their own trauma at whatever level it was, um, that they're processing properly, that they don't get trapped into a place of of maybe depression or insecurity or anxiety and maybe don't understand where it's coming from. I think I would encourage any Christian, if you've got counselors in your own church, to seek to talk through it with somebody. Um, Certainly we are, you know, we would be very available, Rory or I, at any stage to chat with people. I already have spoken to, you know, I've I've already shared with quite a few people who are in, in this situation um, yeah. I think I think they should actually really see somebody and and chat it through I know my, my daughter in Cape Town who traveled in the ambulance with me and all the trauma of that wondering at any moment is she going to pass away hmm. she she went to see somebody in in Cape Town and is getting counseling there already um, because she just realized she couldn't sleep for days on end mm. um, and kept thinking what is this and I really encourage people it's a, it's a big thing and you need to talk it through and there are answers there are mm. assurances that we can get the Bible is full of assurances mm. and it just helps us to understand I, I one of my things that I'm having to process even now is I guess you could call it survivor guilt and mm. I do have to work through that why what is it God why have you chosen to save me and other wonderful Christians who people were praying for have gone to glory and it's it's a real faith question and I, the more I talk about it the more I begin to understand the, the awesomeness of God and he reminds me as he did of Job don't question me my my 
it's a mystery and I'm way, I'm way above you, but I am the God that loves you and I walk with you and my purpose is beyond your understanding at times. But I am always God. I was reminded so often of that other song as well. I am God and I still reign. And we sing it. He is God and he still reigns. Amen. In, yeah, and, and I think that's incredibly important. Well, Brenda, Rory, thank you very much for sharing um, from a very vulnerable space the journey that you've been through and are on and encouraging others that there are answers and that not alone. And uh, we want to encourage you, if you're listening, to seek help, whether that be from um, counselors at your church or professional counseling, so that mm. you can... Um, process um, what has happened over the last year or number of months in your life and in yeah. everybody's life. I think it's been mm. a, a, a soul-searching opportunity. Don't let it go to waste and don't bottle it up or um, uh, just yeah. carry on as if it's normal. I think it's important. So, uh, Brenda, thanks for just, you know, being being honest with us about it. Yeah. You, you can let's listen as we start to move to a close. Just two things. One, we coined a phrase, uh, angels in disguise, how God moves sovereignly to just to provide uh, answer prayers all along the journey. There were huge decisions all the way along, as there are. There was a lot of doubt about hospital availability, auction availability, getting through borders, where we would stay while we were at the hospital in Maputo. Different things happening all the way along. Probably 20, 30 tough decision times for the family. Uh, do we evacuate? When do we evacuate? And I, I would coin this expression, angels in disguise. God comes through again and again and again, quite supernaturally. And I think in glory we'll look back and say, well, look how he moved there and there and there. Mm. And it's, it's just, I think we walk away with that. Brenda had one last incident that happened in hospital that she was physically aware of God's presence. Let me just finish by telling you that last little story. Yes. Yeah, Ethan, people have often asked me, were you scared? And of course, one feels a bit anxious and quite scared at times. But um, I, and I, I hope this is an encouragement both to people who might be going through COVID, but even to people who may have lost loved ones, is that there were times where quite supernaturally, more than I have ever known in my life, and I've been a Christian since I was... 15 years old and I'm now 62, um, I have never experienced the depth and the complete sense of God's presence as I did during my darkest times in the ICU. I So much so that I, there was a time where I was very, I was feeling terrible and I really thought I, I'm not going to make the next few minutes, you know, you're, you're fighting for breath and and I was on my tummy, which they made people do all the time. You had to go prone because that made it easier for you to breathe. And that can be a very painful and very uncomfortable position. Mm. And I was lying there thinking, I can't do this, I don't think, for much longer. And I, I felt a nurse, I thought it was a nurse, it was so real, come into my room and push the hair up on the back of my neck and lift it 
and I felt her blowing like a cool, cool breeze over me. And I was terribly hot at the time. And I, I just remember thinking, how has the, I couldn't see her because I was on my tummy. How has this nurse realized my deepest need right now is for contact of somebody? And I lay there and a complete peace and comfort came over me. And then I, I was able to move and I moved my head from one side to the other. And there was nobody in the room and nobody had come into the room. Mm. And I, I still had this peace of somebody actually touching me and knowing my deepest need. <laughs> mm. And that happened to me a couple of times. There were times when I felt very dark. And suddenly, verses that I'm not sure I would even be able to remember to tell you now, poured through my mind and my body, almost as though there was a pipe coming straight from the reservoir of the Word of God, like I couldn't stop it. It would just pour verse after verse mm. after verse through my mind and my heart. And I can tell you, those were absolute moments of God's presence. Hmm. touching me, speaking to me, and I feel very confident that should I have passed into glory at that moment, I would have done it completely in His presence. So hmm. in one sense, I have that as a comfort to anybody who's lost a loved one, and as a comfort to realize that the darkest times, He really is there. Oh. He really is there. Amen. Maybe, G maybe Stephen's when Stephen was stoned to death in the early church and he saw Jesus at the right hand of God, maybe that's not just a story. It's a bit of a model for all of us when we're facing death. Yeah. Yeah. If we see something of the reality of Jesus, whether it's visible, manifest, or just in our mind, there's a sense of God's presence just before, I think, one mm. faces those, those final moments, as it were. It mm. might be encouragement for all of us. Mm. That we don't go out of this life alone. Mm -mm. Amen. Well, Rory and uh, Brenda from Gap, we are thrilled that you are back in the city. Thank you for sharing and um, also thank you for everyone who has supported them in prayer and um, who has uh, lifted them up to the King of Kings and we are grateful yeah. that you are with us uh, for many more stories to come and um, we <laughs> look forward to thank seeing you again you. soon. Thanks for having us. We much appreciate it. Yeah, a huge thank you to all the people who were praying and I know they were so mean. I really appreciate it. Well, here is uh, that song you were singing, Brenda. We won't ask you to sing along to it now, but you can. <laughs> Bethel, with the goodness of God. Thank you so much for your time. Bless you. God bless you, God. Take care. Your motivation station. This is Kingfisher FM.